We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkins. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? what's going on guys welcome back to our sunday live show lions versus cleveland brown on spotify green room this green room is sponsored by underdog fantasy if you use promo code pride pod they will match up all the way up to a hundred dollars of your first deposit so go use them on the pickums for this nfl sunday you could use it for monday night thursday night if you don't even want to use it on football you could use it on basketball hockey uh, the baseball season is not going on right now, but there's many other sports you could use it on. College football Saturday, so there's there's many options you could use it on. I got my two guys, as always, Pierre, Malcolm. How you boys doing today? I am doing well. I'm excited. We get to watch TV 12 play. Let's go. Yeah, Malcolm, how you doing? Finally, Mr. Hart has come back to Spotify Green Room. I just want to comment on... Peter saying he's excited to see TB12. And, you know, I like a lot of people usually are excited to see TB12, but I heard he's not playing today. I heard he's playing on Monday Night Football versus the New York Giants. Did I miss misinform or what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, Tim Boyle, his initials are TB and his number is 12. So he's- Okay. You know, I, I'm actually wearing my Tom Brady shirt right now just because Tim Boyle is starting and you gave him the nickname TB12. So, you know, maybe I'm hoping something rubs off. I'm wearing my Tom Brady drunk t-shirt when, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year, the avocado tequila. So I'm hoping some of Tom Brady, I hope we can get like 5% of Tom Brady tonight out of of Tim Boyle. That'd be, that'd be phenomenal. So we'll, we'll see how that ends up going. All right. Let's talk about the inactives coming into this game. Lions, Cleveland Browns. You know, we said there's some injuries to watch out throughout the week on Wednesday. So I'm going to kick it off to you, Pierre. What's the Cleveland Browns inactive report looking like right now? Yeah, so uh, wide receiver Anthony Schwartz, their speedster, he's out. Uh, wide, wide receiver Donville Peoples-Jones, um, he actually got hurt during the week, and he's out. He's their wide receiver too. 
Uh, cornerback Troy Hill, they're starting Nicholas out. Cornerback A.J. Green, he's out. Defensive end, Tack McKinley, he's their backup pass rusher. He's out. Defensive end, Ifadi Odenigbo, he's out. And then defensive tackle, Sheldon Day, is out as well. Um, something to keep in mind with with uh, DPJ out, they're going to roll with um, Jamarcus Bradley. I have no idea who that is. We'll find out who he is today. I think something to mention as well, even though it was expected, Baker Mayfield was on the injury report this week, was expected to play. And now with this inactive report, it also confirms that he is the starting quarterback today. So the Lions will be getting Baker Mayfield in that case. Keenan Malcolm, what's the Lions inactive report looking like today? So Detroit Lions injury report, we have wide receiver Trinity Benson. He is out today. Linebacker Trey Flowers, he is out today. Quarterback, big one, Jared Goff, he is out today. Running back Demar Jefferson, he is out today. Linebacker Jesse Lemonier, he is out today. Tackle Matt Nelson, he's out today. And new kicker Riley Patterson is out today. Which obviously we've been talking all week about Tim Boyle probably going to get this start. So that's not a surprise. I guess one of the surprises on the inactive report is the kicker stuff because Riley Patterson was claimed by the from the New England Patriots by the Lions earlier in this week, obviously because of the kicking uh, <laughs> you know the kicking show we had last week with Ryan Santoso. So <laughs> the Lions claimed Ryan, or they claimed Riley Patterson from the New England Patriots practice squad. Which, when you do that, you obviously have to put him on your fifty-three man roster because they stole him. You can't just sign him and put him on your practice squad. If they want to do that, they would have to waive him and then hope he clears waivers, and then you, you know, you would stash him on your practice squad. But since the Lions stole him from the Pats Patriots squad, he has to be rostered on the fifty-three. And the Lions also signed free agent kicker Eldrick Rosas. He used to play for the New York Giants. I believe he played for the Saints earlier on in this year. So he will be your starting kicker for today. And, you know, Pierre brought up something interesting to me yesterday that the Lions are now stashing two kickers. I think now it, what it looks like to me is that Riley Patterson may be more of their development option. And they're going to see what they could do with him. And Eldrick Rosas will probably be for the kicker. For the time being, I mean, this thing could switch up very quickly if Rosas has a bad game. So, you know, Riley Patterson's name could be called very shortly if if Rosas doesn't look good today or, or you know, in the upcoming week. So, the Lions' new kicker this week will be Eldrick Rosas. Austin Cyber is still on IR and will miss at least another week. So, that, that's some kicker news. Yeah, uh, with the kicker news too, when you sign a player off someone's practice squad, they're guaranteed three weeks of salary. Yeah. So the Lions will probably hang on to him. And also special teams um, coordinator Dave Fett, he said they liked him a lot during the pre-draft process. Riley, you're talking about? Yep. Okay. He's a rookie, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they signed him out the Patriots practice squad. They liked him. So I think they're going to develop him. Um, we'll see how this goes. If Rosas just balls out, maybe they release him. Or if he struggles, they keep him. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, Rosas was kicking earlier this year, I believe, for the Saints when Will Lutz was out. And then... I don't know how he honestly did. Do you have those numbers by, by any chance, Pierre? I could pull them up for you, but I could tell you this. Rob did not like him. Okay, so if you guys are asking who Rob is, that's Pierre's brother, and he is a New Orleans Saints fan. So, okay, there, there is some news. All right, let's talk about – He's going to be with 45% on the year, Tyler. 45%? 25. It looks oh. like he was one for four. Oh, wait. Yeah, right uh, last year or yeah, he was one for four this year. Last year with the Jaguars, he was eight for eleven. Okay, yeah, Rob, Rob was Rob did not. Like him. I remember. 
Okay. Well, there's our starting kicker for today. <laughs> All right, Malcolm. Um, you see the inactive reports now. You're, I'm not going to say optimistic because you didn't sound necessarily optimistic about Tim Boyle, but you're coming into the Sunday. Lions, Browns, no Jared Goff. Tim Boyle's the starting quarterback. You know, just how are you feeling today? Like, you know, like, do you think something crazy could happen today? You know, as crazy as this sounds, I still kind of feel like, I so I just don't know. I just don't know right now. Um, could he has could he have a Mike White effect? I I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> to be honest with you, man. Um, you know, there's not much tape on Tim Boyle. It's really hard to see what he can do. I mean, the only thing you can really go by is what you've seen in preseason, and that's not really much. But damn it, if we go to his college numbers, they're damn near horrific. His college numbers were were, were really bad. I, I'm shocked that he even made it to the NFL. Doesn't he have like a crazy amount of interceptions or something like that? Yeah. So when he started for UConn, um, in 25 games, he has one touchdown, 13 interceptions. Then he, he transferred to Eastern Kentucky because he was so damn terrible with, um, UConn. And in 11 games, he had 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. So it's just, how, how the hell did he make it to the NFL? <laughs> hold up, hold up. Like these are not big time college football schools. And those numbers are horrific. They're they're terrible. Yeah. Um, the the reason I made him in the NFL is because he has a big arm. He has some traits to work with. And the Packers developed him. They liked him. They used him as a quarterback, too. That's how he made the NFL, because of his arm. And he's very smart, too. He has a high football IQ, apparently. So for a backup, you know, most backups are clipboard guys. They help with film and stuff. So yeah. see why. So maybe, maybe, he has like a, maybe he has like a future coordinator he's, in his future maybe i don't know maybe he's one of those guys it's possible maybe he's one of those guys that's you just, know but damn it as a just, player <laughs> that's just interesting because when, when you see those type of numbers you, you just think they make a lot of bonehead decisions if you see the ratio of touchdown interceptions you know interceptions are leading that that just i don't know that that makes me question the decision making but like i would have to go back to see how those interceptions were happening and you know, because I'm not gonna lie to you, I think I watched Tim Boyle in college. I didn't watch a single snap of him in either. college, yeah, so I haven't either. So I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you and act like you know. I'm I'm not gonna just base it off the numbers because I, numbers are sometimes misleading. So, but no, the, those numbers are definitely not good <laughs> for Tim Boyle in the collegiate level. So I, I don't know what to expect today. Um, I, I expect that they'll try to attempt to pass more than what we saw last week. I, I attempt that maybe they look for more of a big plays just because of his arm. But overall, I think the identity for this team that's always been going into the season, and I think they found it a little more recently, is going to be that running game. And I think they're going to lean on that a little more today than you know trying to have Tim Boyle try to win the game. They're going to try to have everything you know, be perfect outside of Tim Boyle and where he could maybe just be good enough to win the game, which... And this type of matchup, it's very difficult because the Cleveland Browns do a lot of things good, and your team doesn't do a lot of good, a lot of things good. So um, it's going to be a difficult matchup for Tim Boyle. I believe this is his first career start, so well, I guess we'll see how he goes. Pierre, how are you feeling today? Yeah, when you look at um, the Browns' defense, we talked about it. They're good at stopping the run. They're good at defending the pass. But also, Tim Boyle is has a strong arm, and he throws it down the field. Like, how many passes has Goff completed this year that are, like, 30 or 40 yards, like one or two? I think we might see three or four, say, just from Boyle. Um, 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Also, I think the Lions are going to try to run the ball, keep Cleveland's offense off the field, and just try to run it up up their gut. Uh, it's going to be hard, though, because like we said, they are, what, 11th in stopping the run, I believe? 11th in run defense? Yeah, so um, running backs are averaging less than four yards a carry against them so it's a tough matchup you know you look defensively now for, you look defensively now for the lions what's something that they should try to do today like what, Stack what the box. Game, huh? forget the cover two forget the two man baker mayfield's playing hurt you got backup wide receiver shard higgins because they trade because they released odell you have dpj is out you have jarvis landry who struggled this year their o-line literally moves people you got to stack the box baker mayfield is hurt nick chubb is back Stack the box. Forget about the pass. If they beat you by the pass, let them do it. I was going to say, though, one thing we haven't mentioned is, like, um, raw receiver Josh Reynolds is making his debut today. He is. Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, I think that the reason they brought him in was more of a connection for Jared Goff. But, no, that's definitely going to help just in general for the Lions receiving core because they needed anybody right now. Now that necessarily Josh Reynolds is – some great receiver and that we found some like hidden gem. I think just looking at this receiving core and how bad it's been this year, I think any spark will help right now. And I think Josh Reynolds experience in the league and experience starting the league on, on some good football teams. I think it's going to definitely help him. So it's going to be interesting to see how they try to implement him more in the offense. I think now he's more, you know, used to the playbook. So that's why he's playing his first game today rather than when they claimed him on Thursday um, he, he didn't have enough time to prepare for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think now that he's had about a week and a half to prepare for the Cleveland Browns and the playbook is now more – I think he's more open to it now. I think it's interesting to see how, you know, they're going to implement him more. I mean, he might be the wide receiver one today. He, he realistically can be the wide receiver one today. I would not be completely shocked. I mean, who else is going to be the wide receiver one? Cordell Hodge? No, it wouldn't be Kyle Hodge. It would be it would be Khalif Raymond if anyone or Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing, uh today we don't like they have to get Hodgson involved. 
They just have to. Last week, I believe he had one target, zero catches. He's he's your best receiver, whatever you want to call it, offensively, him and Swift. You got to get those guys involved. Swift was involved last week. You got to get both involved early and often. Um, does it make sense for him to have zero targets or one target for zero catches? That That's not. Although it, it was essentially zero targets. It should have been zero targets. He should have not even passed that ball to TJ Hawkinson. It was that tight end screen pass. So he, he should have had zero targets. That, that shit was funny. It's, it's, it still makes me laugh because um he was still engaging his block. <laughs> yes, he that's what I'm saying. He should have had zero targets. And then um, he threw it. That, that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, like that should not have been a, that should have not even been considered a target. I know it technically is, and it was going his way. But I mean, my goodness, I mean, he was not ready for that ball at all. Uh, something we didn't mention either. You mentioned Josh Reynolds. We got Jamal Williams back this week, which is Woo! huge because I think last week they found something in those other running backs. Jamar Jefferson, you know, in very limited opportunity before he got hurt. You know, he broke off a big run, and then you had Godwin Ikebuke. You know, they they flashed him a little bit, but I think getting their big power back, I think that's going to help this line offense a little bit and just the run game in general. So I, I'm, you know, I'm happy for that because you know last week we we mentioned that Swift was getting a little run out towards the end of the game. You know, he just was being overused to a certain degree because, I mean, they weren't doing anything besides using DeAndre Swift. So I think, you know, having a healthy mix between Swift and Williams again, I think that helps the Lions run game a lot. And, you know, the way to beat the Cleveland Browns is you kind of got to play their type of football. I said this last week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to kind of play their type of football and you got to play the uglier game. And what I mean by you got to play the uglier game is you got to, you know, own the time possession. You got to try to run this ball, and, and that's how you're going to win the game. As as long as you keep the Cleveland Browns off the field for as much much time as possible, you're giving your shot. Of, you're giving your chance to win a, a lot better. Obviously, so I think it's going to come down who could play the uglier game. Obviously, I would lean more towards the Browns doing that. But you know, with Jamal back and you got Swift, you know, I I think the Lions are going to try to play an ugly football game, and they're going to try to play like that Cleveland Browns identity a little bit. I, I want to see how they're going to do it because last week we saw a lot of the, they had like a heavy set formation that they were using when they had Matt Nelson and that's what was creating those big giant holes. Now Matt Nelson is out today. I know they re-signed um, Mr. Skipper. <laughs> I'm wondering, are they going to possibly use Dan Skipper as that Matt Nelson no, and try to still go? Skipper is on the practice squad. He's, oh, not he's on the practice squad. So, wow. So, okay. So never mind. Well, well, it would be if they're going to do that. that formation. Or Kramer. Yeah, the elevated back. Kramer. Uh, yeah, Tommy Kramer from Notre Dame. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tommy Kramer, there. maybe? I don't, I don't know. He kind of has that Matt Nelson type of built. I know he's a guard, but he's got like that, that like, you know, that little gumpiness. You know, I, I could see it. Maybe I could see, I, I could see, I, I could see him maybe trying that. We'll see. All right. Um, I got an update on the Lions uniforms for anybody curious. Lions are rocking it's white great, jerseys. It's a great- Great bottoms. Right? Yeah. Yeah, great bottoms. Uh, anonymous is saying Jason Cabinda time. Let's go. We'll see about we'll see about that. All right. Um you want guys you guys want to get a couple callers before the game and then I could Oh we, we can do our predictions. We can do our predictions. Yeah. Predictions, man. I, for, I forgot about predictions. All right. Uh Monk, what you got for today? Who who do you got winning? <laughs> All right, so I have so if we're going by the spread, I think the spread is twelve and a half. Um, I have wow. it's yeah, it's a pretty big number. I actually do not have the Browns covering the spread, but I do have them winning. And I'm going to say the score is going to be twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty one Browns. Just another. This is just another game that um, 
You know, we're playing a team that's just better than us. You know, defensively, <laughs> look at who they have defensively, who we have defensively is it's two different worlds. I mean, they they're they're a better team than us. They have more talent than us. Um, so I do see them winning this game. As far as the bold prediction, I'm gonna say Tim Boyle has 250 yards and two touchdowns. Well, I got something uh, very good for you then, if if you believe like that, because they on underdog they're disrespecting our boy Tim Boyle. You know what his yard total is? Like uh, that they have him at right 210? now. One seventy-seven and a half. One seven. I mean, look who he's playing against, bro. Yeah, I mean, but one seventy-seven and a half. I think that's a that's my favorite underdog pick. I know I just spoiled it. I was going to get into that after, but that's my favorite pick of the day today. You taking over as on a, it? An over as an over, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could just check the ball down yeah. all day and he can get that number. There was another one I liked. I I don't think I did the yards one, even though I liked that one a lot. I did the completion. One. It was only eighteen and a half completions. I think he could throw nineteen or more completions by far today. Not by far, but I think you can do it. Yeah, or or you could just completely suck and just get under and not do anything. That's possible. Too. <laughs> that is possible. I, I just feel like 90 completion is not much, especially the way I imagine this game is going to go. I feel like I feel like it could be an ugly game. The Lions are trying to come back, and you know it could be a lot. It's raining today, by the way, guys. It's raining in Cleveland. Oh, great. Beautiful. I mean, I'm not really too worried. I mean, he doesn't have small hands like, like golf, does he? Yeah, I don't think so. The thing uh, is, I mean, sure. I've never seen the Lions have so many weather-affected games this, like in, in a season. I feel like uh, this has been the most weather-effective season we, we, we have seen. Like, we had the Green so Bay. Like, we're, we're rain? It just rain or, like, just something like that. Like, the weather forecast has some of the, you know, involvement in the game. Not that that's an excuse. I'm not saying that's an excuse. But, like, we had the Green Bay game on Monday Night Football. We had the Pittsburgh game last week. And then even Peter said this week we could expect some rain. So, it's like... I feel like we never have this much, you know, weather forecast to watch out for in a season until yeah. you know this year. That's a bit too bad. You know, I'm, you know, I'm still waiting for the another um, Eagles yeah. game like we had in, like, in, yeah, like in 2013. 2013. I'm waiting for another game like that, bro. Go out. Oh, <laughs> we, we haven't had a game uh, like that in the NFL in a while. That, game, general, was, not even that like, game was hilarious. That game was awesome. Like you see, Stafford still trying yeah, to throw I the mean, ball deep in those kind of conditions. <laughs> Throwing to Calvin, that shit was hilarious. That I, shit was awesome. I remember Calvin Calvin. I remember Calvin Calvin, and then his whole like helmet, his whole yeah. face mesh, had a bunch of snow. He's wiping it off. That's awesome. We need another game like that. It doesn't have to be the Lions. We just need another NFL game like that. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had like haven't have haven't had one like that in a while. And I feel like just like the you know the weather team. I mean like the the grounds crew team at, at the stadiums are just like are so much better at cleaning up stadiums. Even though like a game like Philly, you can't control anything like that. Yeah, but like I mean, I know like last year we had that Sunday night Tennessee and Green Bay right. game had some snow, but it was nothing like oh, like that Philly like that. and Detroit game. No, all right, Peter, what's your prediction for today? All right, so Malcolm took my bold prediction. I, I was going to say three hundred yards and three touchdowns, <laughs> but I don't want to use that. Let's say the Lions O line allows no sacks. Oh, that, um, that's as bold. a bold prediction. Cool. In my prediction, it's going to be raining. Um, both teams are kind of like banged up. Lions, um, they're kind of shorthanded, right? And then the Browns, Baker Mayfield's banged up. They don't really have any receivers. So I'm going to go 23 20 Browns. A close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be up to Baker's playing her Boyle's first start. Um, injuries on both sides of the ball. I've seen the Lions injuries are more on IR, but still. Um, I just think it's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly game. Okay. I'll go. 
I'll go 28-10, Cleveland. Oh, whoa. Oh, my Ooh. God. You're expecting the ass with That's what you're expecting. <laughs> I, just, I don't think it's going to be a good game. I really don't think it's going to be a good game. I, I, I just don't know what to expect from this Lions offense. It's it's going to be something to watch out for. I know we got Jamal Williams back. I know we got Josh Reynolds back, but I, I just I don't know what to expect out of Tim Boyle. I don't know. Ho- hopefully, I'm wrong. I got 28-10 Cleveland, so that'd be Cleveland covering the spread. So I take the Browns uh, 12 and a half. Uh, bold prediction. Um, my bold prediction. The Lions will hold the Browns passing attack to under 150 passing yards. I don't know. Ooh. I'm shocked nobody's bull prediction is that um, okay. we'll see David Blau this game. Nah, I don't know, man. If if last week wasn't enough to put David Blau in, I don't know what is enough to put David Blau in no, the game. We're probably never going to see David Blau. It's probably never going to happen. <laughs> Anonymous. So, What up, what up, what up? What is happening? Doing? What's happening? What's up, man? Man, chilling. I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying we get a victory today, guys. About to eat praying. A, you praying that we going to eat a W? I'm, hey, I got W's cooking on my stove right now. About to throw them on the grill. I am praying. Let's go, man. It's not happening today. Yo, I'll be real quick. Um, Lions offensive game plan. You guys said it earlier in your podcast earlier this week. The Browns are not that strong running while defending the run up the middle. And they're a little bit weak in their safeties and in their nickel. So it's pretty simple. Rolling there with big formation. Hawkinson, two running backs. Right. Switching out between Jamal Williams and Swift on the field at the same time. And Jamal Williams or Swift and Jason Cabinda run the traps right up the middle pretty much all day. And then from that, you know, put tight it, put, you know, scheme open, Hawkinson and or Swift out of the backfield so that they can get those one-on-one matchups against the safety and your nickel. God it's pretty damn simple. It. God damn it. We need to – somebody need to um, – Pretty simple. Re- re- somebody need to refer Anonymous as a coaching for the Detroit Lions to have him coach Anonymous. Yo, I sent them my resume. <laughs> I sent them my resume 15 times. I don't get it. Times? They don't no want to listen. That, that's they don't. Maybe if you put your name, maybe you put your name outside of anonymous, coach, they, coach anonymous. <laughs> they don't know the contact. They don't know the contact. Your name is anonymous Lions fan. Not a, I guess that's not a good uh, a good way to get a job there. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they, maybe they've been trying to contact you this whole time, but your name is anonymous. They couldn't find you. You might be onto something there. So yeah, I, I guess I need to switch that up a little. No, 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 seriously, he, he, no, for real, he's on to something because, like, yeah, they, if they run it's some trap plays in the middle, you know, and, and attack the weak areas, I, I do think they can have some type of success on offense. But the thing is, the Cleveland is just so tough, man, on defense. Well, so, you know, another thing that the Lions hadn't really used all season yet. So going back to the preseason, it was it was a rave so much how efficient, not only Swift, but also Jamal Williams were at catching the ball out of the backfield. But they've never even attempted passes to Jamal Williams. So if you if you put Swift in, if you put both of them on the field at the same time, we know, everyone knows that Swift is a good receiver. Everyone knows that Hawkinson is our only receiving threat. But no one's seen any pass attempts, any screens or anything go towards right. Jamal Williams. That could be a big um, 
that could be a good strength for us. If you put him against a linebacker, you know, he could probably get four to five yards, 10 plus, or maybe even break off a big one on every pass attempt towards him. So I don't get why they haven't done that. Also with Jason Cabena, they don't even really use him anymore. And, you know, um, Campbell was was so high on him. Yeah. He was out last week, right? I think so, but I don't think it was injury related. He was? Okay. Yeah, I know he was inactive last week. Well, shit. I believe he was hurt. Um, Yeah. Uh, I want to say something we forgot to say. I think today we're going to see Campbell pull out some tricks again like they did versus LA because this team is just more talented and you got to do everything in your power to win the game. So I think we're going to see some tricks up their sleeves today. Yeah, I think it's very possible. I don't think this team is as talented as the Rams where – no, the Rams are like a team like you can make one mistake and still lose the ball game. The Cleveland Browns, you can make a couple mistakes in the game. They're a good football team, so but you can make a couple mistakes in the game and you could still find a way to win a game. Where the Rams, if you make one mistake, it could bite you in the ass and you know it, it could be tough enough to just to come back and try to win that football game. Hold on, I just want to say something, David. David Holden, you're right. Yeah. He did play last week. He got the fourth. It was him that got the fourth and one. You're right. Oh yeah, he did play. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. He I did he play. Like- Good looking out. Nope. I thought he was hurt one so, of the weeks. I forgot which one. He got hurt versus the Rams. I know that. Or it was, it was the Rams game I think he missed. Or the Philly game. It was the, I think it was the Rams game he missed, if I'm not mistaken. I think that would be my um, that would be my wild take. Jason Cabena gets a few carries and targets. Because I think he's he's learned the fullback and tight end positions, though. Yeah, he, he plays tight end now a little bit as well. Sorry, Anonymous, what's your score prediction? You gave us a crazy bold take already. What's your score prediction? Man, unfortunately, you know, as, as much as I hope the Lions could pull out the win, I really don't. I think I put it in the chat. I don't see them scoring more than 13 points. If the defense if the defense yeah, could keep them in, I'm thinking this is probably going to be 17 to 13. You know, Browns, Makes sense. unfortunately. No, that's fine. Okay. If the Lions... If the Lions defense could hold the Cleveland Browns to 17 points, I, even with the Herb Baker and a depleted receiving core, that still impresses me just with how their running attack is this year. I mean, I think they have the best run game in the NFL, even without Kareem Hall. I think their guys, with Nick Chubb being back too, especially this week, with Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson, I think that's a that's a that'd be very impressive if the Lions could hold the Cleveland Browns to 17 points. You'll be you, you'll be shocked. I mean, look what we did last week. I mean, I know it's not Ben Big Ben, but I mean, we still played a team that's pretty similar. You know, really strong rushing and attack. Baker, Baker makes some mistakes in the past yeah, game, especially when his receivers are Jarvis Landry and like pretty much no one else. So, yeah, I mean the offensive line is night and day though compared to Cleveland. Oh yeah, their O line, their O line's unreal, especially in the interior. Right now they're without Jack Cochran, so their right tackle, forgot his name. Um, he he's not that good. Yeah, so you know, I I think it's a little different compared to Detroit and Pittsburgh. So. I, I would be impressed if the Lions defense could hold them to 17 or, you know, seven, yeah, 20 or under. I'd be impressed, honestly. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Might be a quick yeah. game either way. Both teams are going to run the ball. So yeah. that clock is going to run by fast. Yep. Well, I but both teams also get penalized a lot. I know the Browns get penalized, and we actually do too. So yeah, I was just going to say, I, we, everyone thought last week could have been a quick game because it was like, you know, ugly, ugly game plan versus ugly game plan. But game ended up using the whole extra overtime as well so it ended up being you know like wide or well it's like i feel like four thirty, almost close to five o'clock the game ended or something like that it was late all right uh is that it here that yeah. we got 
Anonymous, All thanks right. for coming on. Uh, that's it. Thank you, fellas. Yep. Thank you, fellas. Y'all take it easy. Coming on, All bro. Right. Thank you. All right, yeah, we will be on after the Lions game, so we'll be talking all about Lions, Browns. We'll talk about the good stuff, the bad stuff, and just whatever in general happens in this football game. And with that being said, hope you guys all enjoyed the pregame, and we'll see you guys after the game. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys, like Tyler said, thanks for coming on. Um, Enjoy the game. all right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and just want to answer the question quickly in the chat. Um, they're asking who's going to be calling the plays. Most likely, it's going to be Dan Campbell still calling the plays this week. Um, if not, you know, we might see Anthony Lynn call some plays. I don't know, but most likely, it's still going to be Dan Campbell. Um, just to answer that question. But yeah, we'll be here after the game, either happy as hell or pissed off. We'll see. Um, but with that being said, I'm out. Peace.